everybody, Adam here, So Wizard Podcast. Uh, before we get into the actual interview, I just wanted to um, say thanks for watching. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. Thanks for listening if you're on the audio version. I got I had the pleasure of sitting down with Jonathan Tavs. Um, he's the co-founder of the Virtual Pop Expo, which is the first completely online, as immersive as possible, Comic-Con experience. This is actually something they were kicking around for a while, but given how things are right now, uh, you know, with the lockdown and the quarantine, necessity kind of thrust it forward. Um, so we get into that and the logistics of it and everything. It sounds like a really cool experience. I urge everyone to check it out. It's May 9th and 10th, Virtual Pop Expo, but you'll get more of that in the interview. So thanks. Hey everybody, it's Adam, So Wizard Podcast. I'm sitting here with Jonathan Tabs. Sorry, I didn't want to get your last name wrong. <laughs> it's okay. uh, Jonathan is one of the founders of a brand new con experience, um, and that's what we're here to talk about. So I guess you want to start from the top and how this came to be? Sure. So our company, Kaleidico, has been looking at the future. We're futurists. We help businesses get prepped for the future. But we also, as part of that future, see that community is key, especially around IP franchises. We know after years of working with these communities in entertainment that there's a tremendous opportunity for all parties involved the closer you make connections between the property and the community. And so while we've talked about the future, we've always had a arm that is about building community and fostering community. And so Jenny Steven, who is a director with us, who is our community engineer, she was leading our, all of our work that's going on with the cons like uh, WonderCon in Anaheim, obviously San Diego Comic-Con. And as soon as we started seeing cons dropping, Jenny was on the horn with, with friends, people that we've worked with uh, numerous times over the years, like Bernie Bregman with X Levelant and, uh, and Claire with Legion M uh, and others. And it sort of was that idea of, well, wait a second, what if we were to do something virtual? Because we realized immediately that there's going to be a whole bunch of people that are that rely so heavily on selling at cons. Uh, so that was one thing that there were a bunch of vendors that had a whole bunch of inventory that they would be stuck with if they didn't have any outlet for it. Secondly, we recognized that even if and, and at the time we pulled the trigger on this, some states were closing, some states we had no idea. So you didn't know if some cons were going to still be happening. Mm -hmm. uh, but just just the idea of people having to travel to get to these places would just be putting themselves at, at health risk. And again, we didn't even know the extent of, of this virus at the time that we decided this, but ultimately we made the decision of let's see how we can make this happen. We've not produced, we've not produced full cons before, but we've certainly have produced enough pieces of cons of, of all shapes and sizes, different cosplay pieces that Bernie had run, uh, you know, we've all produced major events and my thought that everybody quickly gravitated toward was the most important thing here is to make it as close to being there as you could possibly have. 
if it was just a matter of taking the amazing talent that we have connection to that would raise their hand and say, yeah, I'll participate in this panel. Uh, it wasn't about just providing a stream of that content because we've seen others do it before the, before the virus and, and certainly since. And we didn't know if we didn't believe that just doing that with a link off to vendors would be a compelling experience. And luckily a key component of this is a, as a partner, a, a client that Kaleidico has been working with for a short bit, companies called Oxit. And what they do is they have an app that is a peer to peer marketplace that's completely centered on passionate fan bases. So whether it is for comic books or records or fly fishing or watches, it's the whole platform is built for people to come together to converse, to commune, to discuss what they love. And then injected into that is the ability to sell and trade product. And looking at just the core of that, where if you think of a mixture of WhatsApp and Etsy or Shopify or, or even eBay, the fact that you can have people come together and in real time have conversation where it, and in this case, you don't have to, it's not like WhatsApp where you have to know the people that you're joining the group with or be invited. This is, I'm interested in this. I knock on the door and I go in, right? And immediately I can start talking. Uh, in some cases, I've, if you and I were having a conversation about Star Wars and you said, oh, Jonathan, I'm, I really would love to have this X-Wing scale model, replica model. It, it only came out a short time and I didn't get it. And if you know, if you've ever seen that, I would love to buy it. And I could, I could say, oh, I've seen it here. Or in my case, I worked for Fox and did a number of Star Wars campaigns. So I actually have an X-Wing model. And I could say, oh, you know what? Here, let me, let me upload it for you and I can sell, you know, I'll sell it to you right now. But if there's other people that are part of the conversation, they can come in immediately and say, wait a second, Jonathan, I'll, I'll pay more for it. And then it automatically becomes an auction, like a real-time auction. Uh, so there's things like that that just right away at the core of people being able to come together and virtually commune seemed like the perfect puzzle piece to make it so that what we would create is not just a bunch of great content panelists interviews, but also to have the ability for the vendors to get rid of their inventory while bringing the community together. So it really hit on all three things. And we talk about the future and we had just published something. Uh, it, it went out in December about, it was called uh, virtually there or there virtually. And uh, it was talking about everybody looks at virtual reality is that it has to be this completely enveloping experience uh, that we've seen in the sci-fi films for years. Uh, but the reality is, is that we're already, we, we put the argument out there that we already are in these virtual realms just by the use of Zoom and other platforms that bring people together. And the, and the key thing is what draws that visceral, what has that visceral response? that feeling of being there, that I know this place. So even if I only see what's in the small box, I'm, I've been in that space and know what that, tr that, that, um, that bird chirping is, 
You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you don't have to have the super goggles to have that experience. So that was really what caused us to us and our partners to say, okay, we're in. And that was just on March 18th. And so it hasn't been a long time, but uh, as we've continued to develop and look at the platforms that we've put together, then we started saying, well, hey, instead of just having that people are going into these virtual booths via Auxit, as if you're on an exhibit floor, because we all know we go booth to booth to booth to booth, there might be some that we really want to get to, but ultimately you're going past all these others and bumping into a bunch of people. You won't be bumping into people, but you will be able to have that conversation at each booth. We thought, what if we were to do happy hours using the platform, the real-time conversation, that everybody comes into the room and we can have exclusive items drop at certain times during the happy hour. You know, so whether they're, and we've got partners that are giving away free things uh, in, in kind. There's partners that have one of a kind things that they're going to put up for auction. Uh, but again, it's another opportunity to have an experience like we're used to at some of these cons and the social events at these cons. Uh, to have that that person-to-person communication, to have that serendipitous uh, discovery of products or of of other pieces of the franchises we love, it's you know the the it is our first. We have made it free for everybody. Uh, for exhibitors, they don't have to pay for a booth. It's just Augsit has graciously uh, halved their usual uh, transaction fee from 10% to 5%. And so it really is about how do we support this community and getting partners that are incredibly gracious with their time and resources to make it happen. And the exciting part is how many people have raised their hand and said, I want to be a part of this. The people that might not have given it time of day before the virus, that because of the spirit of, of us together, it, it's really, it, that's, been, uh, that's been special and, and emotional in some cases in and of itself. The talent that we've, we have not been able to announce yet, but we will be announcing shortly, uh, that has said, yes, I want to be a part of it. That everybody, all the talent has, forgot, has forgiven or forgone their, their, their appearance fees. You know, so it's all favored nations. So it really is, it, Jenny jokes that it's like, hey, come together. We're putting together a play. It, it's almost that same type of spirit. Like, come on, guys, let's, let's do this. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's it, – it's a lot to listen to, so I can only imagine how it's been setting it up because you, <laughs> you're ahead of the curve, which is weird how different time works now because you're barely over a month in, but you are ahead of the whole world changing at the same time. Um. And you didn't know that WonderCon wasn't happening. You didn't know that Emerald City wasn't happening. You didn't know that San Diego wasn't happening. And that was probably the one that made it really real for people that are like, oh, there's no cons. Um, Interestingly, that's one of the reasons why we pushed back a week was because on Friday, a week ago, when SDCC said they're canceled, we had an influx of exhibitors and talent that were now scrambling to find an outlet. Okay, and, and so then it was. Oh my goodness, we got we got to really take a look at our schedule to make sure that we can fit everything because we didn't we didn't want to strain our resources by adding another day. You know, it's, right. it, it, it it was 
how do we really work this so that we can be, again, it's all about inclusivity and accessibility. And so we felt that we're better off by doing, pushing back a week, especially when, when go local governments, state governments, national governments were saying, we're, we're not going to be out the door for sure by May 1st. And so it's now most, many are saying May 15th at the earliest. So people are still going to be stuck. And, uh, and I personally, looking at what we're building, I, I feel like even if we were to replicate this for the future, it, it's, it's something that people would, would still enjoy, even if they had the freedom of going outside and, and playing with family and, and doing all that. Uh, in fact, a really cool thing, it, you know, as you go into this, you start discovering more things about, oh, wait a second, I could do that. Whoa, I could do this. Wow, this is a great opportunity. The fact that we've been to a lot of cons mm -hmm. and there are exhibitors that we see at multiple cons and we know that we're going to see at, at LACC, we know we're going to see these vendors again and again and again. There's like a familiarity, a love to that. But the reality is, is there's a bunch of vendors that have not been experienced by many people around the world. Uh, we've got vendors from all over the world that uh, this will be a first time for people to, to see, to have access to that product. Uh, it's to have the, it, I don't want to say purely curation because that connotes that somebody's choosing very, you know, have, having certain biases to how they choose who they include. Like we right. are, we, we have to curate in some way because of the, how many people came out of the woodwork and we don't want to have too much. But the, this is a collection of all of these vendors in one place. So it, as we talk about the future, we can also go back. Remember back in the day, like, I don't know, 20 plus years ago where we would do these rings on the website. So we would provide... Uh, a little banner for the bottom of a page to to like-minded sites so that they would click on those to then go to the next site that would like that was a way of discovering other sites that were similar mm -hmm. even with Google we don't have that because Google if it, uh, there's how many vendors don't really tag their site properly so even if I was to look for pop culture pins maybe a handful of companies come up but we know that there's easily 20 40 100 company vendors that just trade in pins, right? Yeah. This, is a, this is a way that we're going to be able to bring a bunch of them together so that people can go through one by one and just see all these things that are available. Many of, many of which are going to be exclusive. This is going to be the only way you can even get them in this, during this, these, what might've been at a, at a few cons before. Now this is the only way you're going to be able to get some of these things in this hopefully short three months or six months. Uh, so there's, there, there has been an evolution of how we look at things based on how things have played out and, uh, and who knows, it could be something that's really repeatable and scalable in the future so that more and more people learn about it, have access to it. Um, we know the demand is there. We know this community is a great community. Uh, and it's now it, Let's call this our proof of concept. Uh, it's going to be a spectacular proof of concept, but from this, we'll know even better how to serve this community. Yeah, I, uh, I have so many questions about the logistics, but I also can't wrap my head around the logistics enough to form a sentence. Because <laughs> to put all this together in a month with what has to be thousands of people 
who want to attend. Yes. I mean, if you even have a, like, is, is there a pre-registration? Do you even have an idea? Or is it just kind of a show up at the time and you might just be like, holy crap. Well, certainly people can look for Virtual Pop Expo 2020 on Facebook. And there you can, you can register that you're going. Uh, as you can imagine, it was sort of, it, everything has been very quick. So at first it was, okay, we, we, we got to get a page up. We, you know, we need something before we can go to secure this talent. We need to have a place where people can register, where exhibitors can register. And the, so we had, first it was using X Levelance page you know, website. So we just put a page up there and then we built a, a different site uh, that was fuller that had that registration. Now we're evolving where we've got a, a partner company, Addison Interactive that we've worked with uh, for, or I've worked with for since they were formed around 14 years ago. Uh, they've on entertainment stuff, social, all the, all, a whole bunch of different mediums and they've graciously offered to do this for free to build out a fully developed site that will be the hub for everything virtual pop expo so you'll you'll obviously be able to go there to watch the stream of content you'll go there to find out about the exhibitors and and about oxit and how to download that app uh so that you can you can then go shopping that's where we're going to have other uh, other links and other pieces of this, like how that's going to be how you're able to submit uh, your entry into the cosplay contest, which we've already, we've already gotten uh, promised some amazing gifts, uh, prizes uh, for, for those winners. So it, it, that's really where we're going to have everybody. But then we have other partners that have tremendous audiences that they have agreed that they are also going to stream this out as, as Facebook watches or watch parties uh, okay. to the, with, with their community. So that's, that's really a major way that we're going to reach more people. Uh, and, but again, everything, if, if, if this was, if this was not a time of lockdown, I think I would have been more frustrated about how the, how, we're not able to go out there with the whole shebang at the beginning. Uh, right. You know, you would want to, you would want to say, okay, everything is buttoned up every, you know, all that. And, and here you go, here you go world. This is what's going on. Yeah. You take a year to plan it. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of, of the fact that we're all, we're all dealing with the same thing. And we've had vendors, you know, or, or we've had major retailers that want to participate that have exclusives that they have no place to, to drop to announce. And they said, you know, we'd love to feature this. Can you explain to us how we can do so? Because we can't even get our hands on the product. Now, again, I'm going back to before the virus and before the lockdown and I'm thinking, Oh, the product must be stuck in China or somewhere in Asia where it was produced. Haven't gotten to here. That's not the case. There's Los Angeles companies that can't get down to their warehouses in Pacoima because the warehouse is locked and they have no way of getting the product that's already here in the States. That's already here local. Oh, wow. and, and so the reality is, is for all attendees that are coming, I know that we love that instant gratification of going to a con and walking out with those big bags of stuff. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful 
that everybody will understand the things are different. Obviously, you can't walk out with the stuff. And there are some things that people may purchase as exclusive exclusives or limiteds that won't even be able to be shipped out until we can get access to those warehouses. And, you know, there's, there's some that, that people, you know, it's a small enough vendor that they have stuff in the garage so they can very quickly get that into the mail. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's another example of, from an exhibitor perspective, there's, as I mentioned, pins before, there's a number of pin companies and one reached out saying, hey, we'd love to do a co-production of VPE pins with your logo, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I said, well, I know how this would look in the real world or in the, in the past world. Right. Not sure, not sure how it would look right now, especially as, you know, it, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you have to pay a license fee for this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the, way, the way that it was determined was they're going to make these pins on spec they're going to charge. I th- we haven't really figured out the, the dollar amount, but I would imagine that it, it, they're going to go for 12 to $15 a piece. And of that $3 or, or maybe more is going to go directly to the charity that we're spotlighting. Okay. And, and there's a number of charities that we're going, that we're supporting through different day parts of the weekend. Uh, so that there's, you know, we, we wanted to really hit uh, a number of causes that are completely relevant now. So one is uh, one is doctors and nurses, and so trying to find the right organization for that that's that's national uh, or, or even international in one case. Another one is about uh, providing food for those who don't have. Uh, and then the third major one is for is for uh, one that deals with with teen mental health. Uh, so those are those are the three main, and we'll announce what those are. But uh, but there's a, there's other there's talent that's coming in and saying, hey, can we also do call outs for a charity that I care about? You know, this this that and the other. And uh, so that too has been a rallying cry of not just how can we promote ourselves or sell our product, but how can we support many more people at much larger scale with something like this? Right. So that's a really, uh, really cool angle to take on it. Cause there's just so much, it seems like there's so much going around, but there's also so much more need than we're ever aware of before. Yes. Things that we took for granted and, yeah. uh, certainly aren't there and it to me it's it's interesting this whole model of if people think about a con a virtual con as just taking what we did in a, in a con and making it virtual it sounds you know like oh we'll just make it virtual it, it it's so much more than that and it's not necessarily about taking and this is sort of my kaleidico futurist hat on we could no longer look at how things were and just add a technical component to that to make it sustainable for the future. future. Right. We have to look, we have, yeah, we have to look at the core, what was being delivered, what, what, or what really is needed, and how can we best deliver on that need, and it might look completely different. Uh, I, I, we don't have enough time to make the virtual pop expo look completely different than anything you've seen before, but there are certainly some, some decisions that we've made that will put things in a light different than any other con before. 
really cool. Um, I'm, I'm wondering how exactly is it going to work? Like, let's say it's May 9th, uh, yes. whatever time it starts. I want to do this thing. I want to do the whole thing. You said there's a central website is where I would start. Right. So virtual pop expo is the hub for all of that. Depending on how you find out about it, you might find out about it from, uh, from a partner like FYE who is streaming is, is hosting it from their Facebook page. Uh, so you can do a watch party there, but from right now we're looking at a schedule of 10 to six, 10 AM to 6 PM Pacific time being all of the panels, interviews, et cetera. Like what you would, let's just call that our hall H for lack of a better term. Okay. Uh, and at the same time, our, our exhibit hall will be open. And, uh, and then from six to eight will be happy hour where each night will be themed. And depending on who we can get to partner and sponsor, we might even open up to a Friday night previous as sort of like that preview night. Uh, the, the key here and the expectation of all of our vendors is that they look at the time that they're open, which we'll say will be from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. is where they need to have the booth manned, even though they can preload all the merchandise beforehand with the thumbnails, with the descriptions, with all that type of stuff, set their pricing, et cetera we would like for them to also be in the room so you can start conversation up immediately so they can foster those relationships. And there are some, some exhibitors that will be able to, that have these great exclusive items that they will have a limited amount of that they'll be able to promote or you'll be able to find out that on Saturday at 11 a.m. you need to be in this booth to have, uh, to have your chance at we only have 100 of these to sell. You know, so there's that immediacy. Again, what is like that excitement at being at the, the equivalent of being at the con where you see people waiting at the door and then running straight to the booth or right. wanting to be at a booth at a certain time. So we're going to have the time relevancy with that. After, after eight, the, those booths will still be open. There might not, they're just, we can't promise that there's going to be a conversation there. Right, but, uh, but mark and continue. The, correct. Uh, but what will be happening at that point is it looks like we're going to be having on both Friday and Saturday, I'm sorry, Saturday and Sunday nights, we'll be having uh, gaming via a different channel. And that's why we had to call the, the, our site a hub because it might be that, we're, that there's some gaming uh, pieces that are delivered via Twitch, uh, which we could bring in to the hub, but also people might want to go directly there because there's feature sets that are available going directly into Twitch, Twitch right? Um, so, but also at the same time, we've had uh, a couple of media partners come in wanting to help with program our after hours. So we talked about how many people were coming up and saying, I want to be there, I want to participate as, as presenters, panelists, interviewers, etc. There's, there's so much content that we could put out. We're, we've decided we're probably going to do an after hours segment starting at eight, probably go from eight till 10. Uh, and if, depending on how we schedule, if we were to have the same environment that uh, back in the day, we remember when David Letterman started late night with David Letterman, it had a totally different energy to it 
than what people are, were used to. And the, the guests during Letterman were the ones that later became mainstream. So how cool would that be if we were able to say that there was little known talent that had amazing stories to tell, that they might have had their, they might have been on their first panel during our, our after hours segments. And then they okay, made it to, then they say, then, you know, a year or two later, all of a sudden we see them as headliners. Like that would, that would bring us so much joy to be able to say that, that we were a, a small part of that. Right. So it's, it's the day, it's the time I go onto your website, which you're yes. saying is the hub. If there's a panel I'm interested in, that might be a separate website or a um, crowdcast or something like that, or? It is all going to be, it's all going to be one contiguous stream. We're not doing multiple channels for this one because okay. that would have been that in the future. If, if there's a, if there's a paid component to this, we certainly want to do multiple streams. Like that's in our vision of what's possible. Again, with the fact that we're all doing this as volunteers, uh, it, it's, it's how can you find an engineer or an engineering team, especially <laughs> when we've got to be six feet apart, uh, yeah. you know, or, or working from multiple homes to manage the show. It, it, one, one stream is, is what we can chew. And we'll have on the site before, we'll have the list of when the panels are so you can choose, you know, you can schedule your day around, oh, I want to see this or I want to see that. Right, and, okay. Uh, and so you'll be able to prepare for the experience before you get there with, with things very clearly spelled out. And on the day, you can go there, you can look at our Facebook page, you can look at some of the partners that will be having watch parties. You'll be able to watch and comment in those streams, which that too is cool because how many times are we sitting in a hall and have something we want to just say to our friends or, or put out there? And now is your opportunity to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, the so, sharing is built in. Yes. So, and, and then obviously you'll be able to go through Augsit to the lobby uh, of with the listing of all of our exhibitors and you can go explore as, as you like, whether it's going one by one or just looking at thumbnails and descriptions and deciding which one you want to, uh, which one you want to jump around to check next. Uh, which I guess I guess that's something you can't do in a con either is teleport yourself from one booth in row 1100 to another booth in row 2700. So, you know, certainly less less mileage put on our feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. I was just trying to uh, get an idea of how it's all going to feel and flow, but I guess there's really no, oh, it's like, because there is no comparison. It's the first. Right, right. And just sitting here talking to you, because before the interview, I was thinking like, yeah, it's kind of weird. No one has attempted this before in the age of virtual everything. And now you are primarily at a necessity, but it also seems like a really good idea. But just the, the logistics, like I keep saying, are, are baffling. So, so here's the thing. A lot of these conventions, conferences had been streamed, whether mm -hmm. it's on Facebook Live or what have you, and people could check in. And they could, you know, they could look at it. And I, I, I've been very fortunate that I've spoken around the world at these conferences. And I've sometimes looked at the, the stream afterward uh, because it's, it's there. You know, people usually have it replay. Uh, but there's, there's a different dynamic, right? When you're sitting at your computer and there's somebody on a stage 
and there's a whole there's an energy in the room of all these people congregated for the enjoyment of that person almost like being in a movie theater you know you can have the best home system but it's not like that when I look at some of these pieces streamed, there's always the belief, well, there's somebody there and I'm not. So I'm somewhere other. With these experiences now, we're all the same. We're all like, there's going to be, we're not going to look, it's going to have a higher production value than if we're just broadcasting a Zoom call, mm -hmm. you know, with, with multiple talk, like the talking heads will be there, but we'll have different graphics. It'll, it'll look more professional than that. But still, it's not, it's not the people that are in the room and then the other. It's that we're all in that virtual room. And, right. Okay. And I, I've, I've already seen this. I've already seen this, the, the magic of this happen with uh, a dear friend of mine who does conferences based in Pakistan. And I met him because he saw me, speak, he saw me and my business partner speaking at a conference in Bali. And he said love to have you speak at this leaders in Islamabad conference. You know, we're like, okay, that's really weird, but sure. Um, we did it. It was a phenomenal experience. And I knew that he was putting stuff out via Facebook live and he's done multiple conferences. And again, they've all been on Facebook live and you check in on some after the fact and certainly you see everybody's comments and it's sort of the same experience as we have now. But it's still that dynamic that I'm not in the room. So this very same group did a conference a week and a half ago uh, that was global. They didn't have to worry about flying anybody in from anywhere else. And so there were, there were keynote speakers and panelists from, you know, truly all around the world because there were people from, from, as, far, from as far west as Los Angeles to as far east as Asia. Uh, with everything in between talking about diversity and, and inclusion in the past they wouldn't have had the 500,000 viewers views of this conference that they had now partially because it, I think that people were, were too busy we were all too busy to yeah. sit and watch something now it's it's all there plain to see um, Sorry, I'm going to move because somebody's doing some noise out here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I think you're going to you're going to have good luck with that because it's it's not just that there's no cons, so more people are itching for it or looking for it or whatever you want to say there, but also that people are stuck and they don't want to be stuck. So this gives them an outside type experience. Right. Um, I'm sorry, as I need to find a room. That's, that's another problem with this being locked in is you're stuck trying to find <laughs> spaces outside of your office that, uh, yeah, it's not just about the fact that, that uh, what else do we have going on? And right. what, 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 I would imagine most people are looking for something to bring brightness We've, we've moved now through that, fra that phase of, of unknown fear. Like there's still fear. We don't know how long this is going to go, but it's not about the news gathering of like, what is this? What does this look like? What do lockdowns look like? All that. We're, we're now all unfortunately pros at being locked down. 
Yeah. So I think when you see like John Kaczynski's SGN, where it's all and the popularity of that because it's it's bringing good news. If people yeah. are people are 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 hungry for these experiences that bring lightness. When outside of this, we really have no idea what's going to happen. It's also and, a little something to break the routine, which I think is going to be another great thing about the uh, the virtual pop expo. Is that yeah, you can you know if you're working remote or if you're out of work, you're sitting home in a room, maybe you move to a different room after work to watch Netflix or something, and then you go to bed and you do it all again, and then it's Saturday and you yeah. don't have the work to do, so you're you know vacuuming and watching Netflix. So at least there's a weekend here where you have something to do, you have a schedule you can look at, you have events you can plan. There might be a panel at 1 p.m. you really want to do, which gives structure to your day, just having a one-hour block there. It's funny, how, uh, now that you bring that up, how, how many times did we ask ourselves, man, I wish that there was something that would commit me for a full day on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, oh, this is a great opportunity. And I'm hopeful that, you know, not just about this community, but in general, that we're all looking at everything. Yes, there's parts of this that suck, but there's huge opportunity that can come from, from this. Absolutely. And, it, and the fact that it's, ca it's caused us to pause and consider what's really important. And again, it goes back to that point that I was making before about, like, what is the essence of the con that we want to get across. And the essence of the con that we want to get across is the, the opportunity for people to come together and, and join in conversation and have it be accessible from wherever you are while also having that serendipitous discovery of those things that you didn't, you didn't even know you wanted, mm -hmm. but now you can't have once you, you can't, you can't do without having now that you see it now, uh, like just one super silly small example is there's a vendor that is participating that their whole product line is branded soaps or, you know, IP related soap bars of soap. Yeah. So the one that I'm most excited about is the bar of soap that has the design of the floor from the hotel on the shining. <laughs> you know, I, I was never thinking, oh, man, I really need to find a bar of soap that has that design on it. But now that I've seen it, you that's need it. like, oh, that's, I need it. Yeah. I need it. And, that's, and I would have never known about it if it wasn't for this experience. And I think that's, if people come into this with, without preconceived notions, other than I want to come in and be entertained and be amongst my tribe and learn things and share things and and just allow myself to be open to anything that comes my way that that right there is huge that would be awesome and that you know that's one of the barometers of success that we have is the sentiment that we hope to gather from this of people just being pleased lightened uh excited happy by being able to take part in this Definitely. I, I don't see why not. And I also think you might get a lot of people who maybe always wondered about going to a con or they live in a smaller city. Like I know for me, I can go to a tiny one maybe once a year unless I'm willing to drive three or four hours. For some people, they don't have the time or means to drive three or four hours, pay to get into a bigger con, spend the whole day or weekend or whatever. Um, this kind of eliminates all of the 
the logistics and the hassle and the what if from a attendee point of view for you, it's a ton to do, but for, for right. us to logging in, it's, you need your computer and everyone's got that or their phone even. Right. Absolutely. And I, I have not taken for granted the, the amount of years that I've been lucky enough to be able to go to San Diego Comic-Con or work San Diego Comic-Con and, you know, when you're working it, as with any job, you you've can find yourself get mired in like, oh man, I got to work it, blah, blah, blah. But even in San Diego, you're riding on the red trolley and there are people that are in awe that, that there are others that were able to get tickets. So they didn't even have to go far to get tickets. And I know, I know that SDCC is a misnomer because it is so huge, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I hate to compare only to that because there are amazing smaller conventions all over the world. And, you know, it, it, but the fact that a, it, as you rightfully said, people, it's too far, people can't access it or they don't have the time to, to even go for a half a day. Uh, even if they did have that, a lot of times they can't even get tickets to the yeah. to these bigger shows. That's another whole side of it too. Like yeah. I know New York, if you're not on hit and refresh two minutes before it starts opening, you might be out of luck. <laughs> right. Right. So it's, you know, it, we'll only know how this goes on May 11th when we look back and see <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but, but we really, we are very fortunate to have the people involved that have raised their hand saying they want to participate uh, and help out and do it all for free. And, um, you know, I, I, I can't say, the name yet but there is there's a tv show that's been around for a long time by the time you air this at what we might have already released it but there's a, a tv show that's been around a long time that is still in production so they've got a bunch of stuff going on and i i happened to have worked with them in the past and i reached out to the executive producer saying hey you know i know you guys are busy would love to have you know, maybe you talk about the business uh, uh, and all that. It's, it, that would be really cool to have you on a panel. We could build it up. And he then came back and said, well, I don't really want to be on a panel, but let me have all of the show's creators uh, get on a panel with you. And I'll have, I'll have one of the actors be the, the moderator. That's what we're going to work on doing for you. And so it goes from, wow. it, it wasn't, it wasn't even like, well, what have you done before in terms of a con? It was, you know, the only question that they asked other than give it, can we get some information was, is, is any part of this going to charity? And so I was able to send to him, these are the charities that we've already locked. These are the ones that we're working on. And from that, we're came back, we're in. So that's, and once we announce it, I, I'm, I'm sure people are going to go crazy because it's, it's a really, it, people know this show and people want to hear from those who have been involved with it for years. So again, that's just one example of people that would have, ex- would have expected so much more, whether that's an appearance fee or a bigger name uh, of a convention, that they just love what we're doing and what the possibilities are, uh, that it's, yeah, I'm all in. Let's sh- sh- tell me what you need me to do. It's awesome. That is awesome, yeah. It, it's been nice overall, I mean, hearing about your experiences, but you also see it all over the internet, just people stepping up in every way. So the fact that you have so many volunteers and vendors 
but you're also giving the vendors a place to sell stuff they otherwise wouldn't be able to, and that's their whole deal. I mean, it's just cool that it's all it's all lining up and it's all working despite the horrible circumstances that got it there. Right, and look, just going back to the idea of Oxit as this platform for the commerce, we were, they've been in stealth mode. They've, they're run by, by a bunch of really amazing telecoms folks. So we're not just talking about building an app, almost like a website. This is, this is pure backbone stuff that, that stays up, you know, that you're not worried about whether it's going to crash or not. And they engaged us to sort of set them up for coming out of stealth mode and going to the world. And it was only because of that, as I said before, that we really felt we can pull this off as being something that is as close to being there as possible. Mm-hmm. The hope is that this was, again, this was not in our plan for the rollout to the larger world of this platform. It's, it's, it, this is a slam, bam, in your face. Here's this product you've never heard of, but here's what it's delivering. Uh, I'm fully confident that they're going to deliver without hiccup. And I have a strong belief that a lot of these exhibitors are going to realize that they love this platform and continue using it beyond the window of this expo because they're going to find that to be able to build up that community within their store and sell their wares directly to the people that they know are passionate enough and not have to deal with the structures that have been set in place by other commerce solutions that are out there. Again, it's, this whole thing has caused us to look at stuff differently, whether that's having food delivered to our door. And so whether it's, you know, those companies that are, that send boxes of vegetables I'll, I'll put my hand up. I've, I'm eating more vegetables and fruits than I've ever have before. <laughs> I'm eating healthier than I ever have before. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's a little bit annoying that we always have to make food as opposed to just calling or going out to a restaurant, but I, I'm eating healthier. It's all these things that we wouldn't have thought of before. And, uh, and then secondly, to the point of Oxit, they keep on coming up with, we had set, we had set, the feature sets that we really needed that to make this successful, to make it passable. And they keep on coming back with adding more features that they're going to be able to launch with. So the fact that they're even going to be able to have the stream going within the Augsa platform. Right. So, you know, you can be shopping and watching at the same time. Uh, without, you know, when we were originally thinking this, we were thinking, okay, you use your desktop to watch the content and then you'll be using the phone to shop. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, they've taken this by the horns and said, looking at the model that we're trying to achieve and they've done their part to, okay, let's push further. Let's see what can be done. That, and it was only because of the opportunity that was there. It, it, it's sort of like trying to hit a home run where they might not have even been in the park before. Right. So, yeah. Definitely a big vacuum they can fill now. Yes. And you know, there's from, from this, we're already getting considerable response from others saying, Hey, can, can you do this for us? So that's, that's a cool thing. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, very. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, if you want to tell everybody once again, where to find everything, um, it's, Absolutely. 
So you can find us on Facebook at Virtual Pop Expo 2020. Our website is virtualpopexpo.com. I can guarantee that it will be much more robust as we build it out. We are just doing some DNS changeover switches. If you are an exhibitor that did not get into the registration process before uh, and would like to get in, please send a note to vendors at virtualpopexpo.com. Uh, I can't promise that we can fit you in for this one, but in success, we'll have more and we'll be able to fit you into subsequent ones. Uh, and again, the date is May 9th and 10th. And uh, we have a lot, we'll have a lot of releases. We'll have a lot of information going out on our social channels, which are Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and also through the website. That's awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time. It's very, very interesting. I'm looking forward to checking it out and seeing how everything works and turns out because it's a totally new experience for everybody. So am I. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Very cool. Thanks again for taking it. Adam, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your interest and and thanks to all the listeners and hopefully hopefully we'll see you at the the virtual expo. I'm sure a lot will. (laughs) All right. Cheers. Bye.